An apple a day, they say, keeps the doctor away. Could a hug do the same? According to the Greater Good Science Center at the University of California, Berkeley, hugs can help improve sleep or reactivity to stress. It can increase our physical and emotional well-being, and it can even help us fight off infections. Yes, physical touch is another unique and powerful way that we can value and love the older people in our lives. And that's exactly what we will talk about today in episode 16. Hi, I'm Isabel Tom, and this is the Value of Wrinkles podcast. Whatever age you're at or consider yourself to be, maybe that's young, youngish, midlife, older, or maybe you just call yourself old. There's value that you bring to this world. Let's explore how to love the older generation and ourselves more. Hi, this is episode 16 of the Value of Wrinkles podcast. Now there are small things that we can overlook in life that make a big difference in our grandparents' and aging parents' lives. I'm not a really super huggy person, but after I researched and prepped this episode, I now believe that hugs are truly healthy. And not just hugs, but physical touch in general. Now, if you are one of those people whose mind went there when I said physical touch, I just want to set things straight at the beginning that I am not talking about kissy-kissy romantic stuff. I'm talking about appropriate physical touch, the kind that respects people, the kind that has health benefits even. So here's the thing. Think about yourself and the amount of physical affection that you receive on average. Then think about what might happen when the people closest to you move on move away, or yeah, eventually die. Like maybe your parent gives you a hug or grandparent every time you see them, or a sibling or best friend hugs you or tackles you maybe every time you hang out. Maybe you have kids who love to snuggle with you. Well, fast forward, in 40 years, how many of them will still be around? If those closest to you aren't around, then How much physical affection do you think you'll be receiving when you're 70, 80, 90, or beyond? As people age, their social circles shrink. And this means as one ages, they get less physical affection. They receive less physical touch, the kind that improves our health and well-being. I do not think I'm exaggerating when I say that there are probably a good number of older adults who don't see their families regularly and the only physical touch they receive is from hired help. Maybe an aide who has to help them to the bathroom or stand up. Maybe a physical therapist who's trying to help them to get back to normal and to help them with daily activities. One memory that will be forever etched into my mind is when mama was in her last month of her life living at the nursing home and we had told our her family our family that you know her health was declining Um, we could see it and so there was one afternoon when her brother her little brother who mind you was in his 80s came down with his family and they drove like five hours to see her And really, he only stayed for about 15 to 30 minutes and then drove back home. 
But when he came in and walked into the room the entire time, he just sat there and mama held his hand. She held her little brother's hand. And I just think, you know, all her other siblings, I believe, had passed already. And you could just see the look on her face. She was weak. She wasn't doing a lot of talking. But she sat there. Her face showed that she was so content, so happy. And having her brother's hand to hold was a source of comfort and joy, even if it was just for 15 minutes. Our first love language when we're born is essentially touch. It's the first way that we understand love. So Stanford has an article, and I'm sure you'll find this in many other studies, and I will include it in the show notes, but it shares how physical touch is something that babies need and something that helps them. They say that physical touch can help reduce fussiness, help improve a baby's digestion. It can reduce postpartum depression for moms. It can improve relaxation for moms and baby, and that's just to name a few. But that's why after giving birth, the doctors or, you know, the hospital wants moms to go skin to skin with the baby. It makes them feel safe. It helps them bond with their parent mom. And so I would say that the more hugs someone gets a day, the healthier they will be. Whether you're a baby or an adult or a grandparent or older person. When you think of the grumpy old man or the grumpy old woman, that stereotype, I'd take a guess that that person does not get many hugs in a day, if any at all. That brings to mind a really sweet moment that I remember when my dad had cancer. I think it had been a few weeks when he was diagnosed. Um, He had been diagnosed and it had been a few weeks since he found out and things were not good. My dad needed someone to be with him at all times, and so we took shifts to make sure he wasn't alone. He sat in a recliner chair most of the day because it was most comfortable for him, and it took him a lot of energy to move even just from one room to another. Anyways, I had just had my second baby, and when it was my shift or time to be with him, I would usually leave my daughter, who was about three, with my sister because I wanted to be able to dedicate and just give my dad all that attention and and actually be able to help him without having to um, care for my kids. So my daughter wanted to come with me so bad one day, though, and I let her come. And I remember my dad was sitting in his recliner. We had been there a while, and his eyes were closed. He looked like he was in pain or at least distress. Um, and that was pretty much normal at that time. He would just, he was having a hard time and he was feeling the effects of the cancer. Anyways, I remember my daughter was sitting right next to him. And well, I remember her staring at my dad and just playing as she sat in a chair right next to him. She wasn't afraid of him, but she was aware that he wasn't feeling well and that he was resting. So she was leaning on the arm of the recliner looking at my dad. And I remember giving her permission by saying, you can put your hand on Gong Gong. And I remember that she placed her small little palm and her little fingers gently on my dad's hand that rested on the arm of the recliner and I wish you could have been there because my dad's eyes opened and it was like magic because he smiled probably the first genuine smile that I had seen on his face in such a long time. 
that shows the impact of grandchildren and it also reminds me the impact of physical touch offered as a sign of friendship or as a reminder that you are not alone. It's offered as a symbol of love. There are going to be many times if you are really close with your loved one where you're going to see them experience pain or you're going to see them suffer um, because of many different things, because of a loss, because of just the process of aging and how their body's declining. And you're not going to be able to take that pain away from them. But remember that through a bear hug, maybe a shoulder squeeze, without a word, we can remind our grandparents and parents that they're not alone, that they've got people on their side. Sometimes words can't do what a hand of comfort can. Before I go on, if you're enjoying this podcast, I'm pretty sure you'll also enjoy reading my book too. It is called The Value of Wrinkles. A Young Perspective on How Loving the Old Will Change Your Life. You can get it at any bookstore. You can even request it at the library if you like to save money like I do. So 100 people have already reviewed this book on Amazon, and I think you'll find it encouraging, helpful, and refreshing. So grab a copy and then send me a note on my site at isabellatom.com to let me know what you think after reading it. Happy reading. Physical touch is one of the best ways that we can love an older person when they're weak and may not have energy to talk. When someone's dying, holding their hand is one of the best ways to say, hey, you're not alone. I love you. Or I'm here. That's what I did when mama was in her last days. I just sat by her bedside and often I'd hold her hand for her comfort and honestly for mine too. Secondly, if your loved one has dementia and it's at the point where they cannot communicate soundly or words don't always seem an effective way to get through to them, know that many caregivers, they're encouraged when they use physical affection to love their loved ones with dementia because it's a way to connect with them. So my friend Sarah Nord, who is on episode nine, really, really funny episode, go and listen to it. She has a blog post on how many hugs we need each day. In that post, she reminds families that giving hugs is so helpful, but she gives helpful guidelines that you need to know about if your loved one has dementia. For example, if you're giving hugs to someone with dementia, no surprise hugs, no forced hugs. Sometimes people with dementia, however, they cannot verbally communicate this. So how do you know if they don't want a hug? I am going to post a link to the entire article because it's fascinating, but here are just some nonverbal indicators that Sarah shares that your grandparent or parent um, that she shares to show that they may not want the physical touch that you're offering, like a hug. Facial grimacing, muscle tension or tightening. They may move away or pull away from your touch. They may cross their arms. They may be verbally aggressive, yelling and screaming, and they may become you know, physically aggressive, like they may hit, bite, or punch. So last thing is that Sarah, the last thing that Sarah points out is that even if the touch is necessary, for example, if someone is assisting with a bed bath or changing a soiled pool up, then it's still important to make that touch predictable, expected, and safe. But just a final reminder, especially if you're visiting your grandparent or parent and you're long distance, 
Just remember that when you give them a hug goodbye or shower them with snuggles and kisses and embraces all weekend, they will remember. And that physical affection is going to leave them beaming for a little while. They're going to remember that they're loved. You can do this if you're local too. Actually, a ritual that was not intentional growing up was that I gave my grandparents a goodnight kiss and hug pretty much every night until I moved out. Yeah, that means Cool Val at age 26 was still giving goodnight kisses and hugs to my grandparents. I think it was a good idea. Do you? So I hope today's episode gave you some perspective and insight on how you can bless an older person in your life. If you know someone who's caring for an older loved one, would you share this episode with them? My vision is really for every older person to have a village and know about it. So thank you so much for being here today. I hope and pray that your grandparent or aging parent will be blessed because you listened to this episode. Keep it in your back pocket so the next time that you see your loved one is looking a little down or could use a little encouragement, listen to episode 16 again. All right, look out for a brand new episode next time. I am so glad that you are able to join me today.